Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be answering some of your general travel-related questions. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Thank you guys for being here for this episode. I appreciate it. I'm going to need some help this week because there are questions I don't know the answers to. (laughs) As always, these are questions that we get from Twitter and all different areas, and people send them to us directly. If we do not get to your question that you sent me, it doesn't mean I didn't like it. It just means that um, we're going to save it for a different show so that we just don't go crazy and do a four-hour question-and-answer show. Kevin would not be happy with me if that were the case. I'm already not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Alrighty. Oh, that's a great way to <laughs> great energy to have for the show. Yeah. All right. Starting off with our first question. Can you do a show about traveling with special needs kids? I have two with SPD and autism. Well, I think we want to go back and mention that. Oh, how long ago now? Oh, gosh. Ben was, I think, 16. Oh, wow. So seven years. Yeah, quite a while ago. We did a really great show on the Diz Unplugged with Ben and Tracy and it is spectacular spectacular if you can go back and find and that, it that information doesn't age i think it's an audio only yeah, it would be audio it's only. audio yeah i know people wow. who use that as training yeah so we talk to ben and we talk to you and we get both sides of what it's like to travel with a child with special needs from yeah. his perspective and your perspective if you have a chance try to go back in the archives of the diz unplugged and look for it it's i think great. the fact that Ben told us his views is what made it so compelling. Do you know, it's hard to believe one thing I didn't think to happen from that show was how much I learned about Ben. Mm-hmm. He had verbalized things in that show that he had never said before. So while I was living with traveling with him since he was four and dealing with his autism and his special needs, I heard things on that show that he had never actually said before. And so his insight, it was, I've always known, and not just because he's my kid, I've also always known he's pretty incredible. He has uh, self-awareness, which you don't often see with somebody with special needs, and a way to verbalize things in a way um, that I think is really, I think he has a really good voice An that he could really help others. He does. He's, he's, and we've done that from the beginning. Um, autism was never going to define him or us. So we've always cr- made cracks about it. We've always, you know, joked. And we understand that that's not for every family. And please right. don't think that we're saying everybody should do this. But for us, it worked. And I learned things about him. Um, it was just incredible to see him in that format. And then to get some, I got so many responses. And every once in a while, I still do. Somebody finds it and they reach out. Are you... Everyone I still get, are you Ben's mom? <laughs> Can we link that in the show notes page? Yeah, that's. I was actually just looking it up right now. It was the July 27th, 2011 episode. Oh, wow. 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 So it's eight years. I've, I don't listen to our shows. The only time I ever go back and listen to our podcast is if someone says, I said something that I don't think I said, and I want to go back and make sure yes or no. It's the only time I ever listen. I've listened to the Ben show more than once. Yeah. It's just um, one of the, 
out of all the feedback I've gotten from guests, I've gotten emails and, and notes and people in person have commented on that show. One of the best I got was from an, a man who had a brother with autism and couldn't get him. Like there was no connection in the relationship for the most part, really just kind of thought he was being an ass most of the time. Mm. And there was no connection in that relationship. And he said, after listening to us talk and listening to Ben, he said he cried because he could hear his brother or see his brother and what Ben was saying. So some of the things that annoyed him the most were things he realized his brother wasn't doing it just to bother him. Things he couldn't control, right? Right. Right. And so he said that weekend after he had messaged me, him and his brother were going out for the day for the first time they'd ever done it. And that was what, that's what you hope for. That's really That's what you hope. Because like I said, I know my kid's incredible. And I think if more people could hear his voice and his insight and what it's like to be him. I think that's actually, uh, there are a lot of people out there who talk about being the parent of a child with autism, I think it's exceptional to get him to tell us what he was thinking. And you know what's great? There are other people out there, and Ben has seen and heard other people as well, but autism is such a spectrum disorder. So what I tell you may work for my autistic child, maybe way off base for yours. Because if you've met one kid with autism, you've met one kid with autism. It's not the same thing across the board for all families or all individuals. So... I find that a lot of what was out there, a lot of groups we would take him to, because of that spectrum, there was people on the different levels of the functioning level. And so we were taking him to social groups to try to help him, and he was getting worse. And I couldn't figure it out. And he said to me, he said, Do you, is that how you see me? Like there were people who maybe were nonverbal. There were people who were maybe lower functioning than he was on the spectrum. And he thought, is that how you see me? Like, am, is that me? Mm. And so I think where he's at and his, and his ability to kind of make, it's kind of everyday. Ben is kind of the everyday guy living with autism. Ben is a husband living with autism. He say, will be a father living with autism. I hope this isn't rude, but when I meet Ben, I don't see, I know who he is, obviously, but sure. I don't see him as being any different than anybody else. Right. He does not have any outward signs. No. He does not have a physical disability no. that makes you think, oh, this person is right. this certain way. He's not wearing a sign. So, And so, and there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing that could be obvious, but you start to spend time with him, or maybe you're working in the workplace with him, and there's some things. Um, and so the hope is that a show like Ben's or Ben hearing Ben's voice, maybe you work with somebody like Ben and you don't see outward signs and you don't realize there's something going on, but you notice some of the quirks or you notice something. It's like, I hope it makes you take pause and realize we have a lot of people in our society dealing with different things and especially something like autism where it's such a spectrum disorder. I actually, after talking to Ben, I have gone back and looked at people in my life, Mm -hmm. and there's somebody very, very close to me who's now gone, who I think, I don't know that this was ever diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure that from the things I've learned, that there was, Mm -hmm. he was somewhere on that spectrum. And we just didn't know, you know, even when you think Ben is 23, it wasn't as commonplace as it is now. It wasn't as widely talked about and accepted. and. Mm. And so you think a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. has changed. And so 
I don't know. You know, I can't promise you we will do a future show about traveling special needs kids. I know that Ben is coming for a holiday in a couple of months. Maybe we can do something. It would be pretty cool, actually. We do a catch up with Ben. Yeah. I would love that. And then yeah. see also, you know, how he's changed. Mm-hmm. His approach to the parks have changed mm-hmm. and how he's dealing with things at a different level now. That'd as be great. Being a, as being a grown man doing it. So I'm I would sure ask him to do that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm sure he'd love it. Excellent. All right. Our next question. I've heard you say when traveling to another country with different currency, you should start out with some cash. How much do you recommend and why should I do that instead of getting cash when I land or using an ATM? Um, Kevin travels with three or $4,000 unexpectedly. No, he doesn't. Is it cash or is it like Louis gift cards? <laughs> no, it's cash that has Louis Vuitton written on it. <laughs> This is for um, when you land in an airport, if you want a bottle of water, you're either going to have to use a credit card or you're going to have to have some local currency. We got we're leaving soon for London and Paris and Disneyland Paris as part of an adventures by Disney with a whole group of Dizzers. And I have a couple of hundred dollars, what we call seed money. We take a couple hundred dollars with us, and that's what we use to get started. You can always go to an ATM machine later on. ATMs are known to give the best exchange rate because you're going to have to pay whatever the going exchange rate is. It is widely known that you should not use a currency exchange in an airport or train station. Yes, avoid them like the plague. That is a – they're a business. They're trying to make money. So they're going to charge you more than you need to, or you're going to pay a fee, or you're going to pay a fee and pay more than you need to. So if you come out of the airport and you want to take a cab, most taxis don't take charge cards in foreign countries. You're going to need some currency. So I, I usually go through my bank. I can tell you that for me to order any kind of currency, it is my bank charges me 10 US dollars for up to 999 of whatever I'm buying. If I'm buying euros, I can buy 999 euros at $10. The minute I ask for 1,000 euros, the fee jumps to $20. That is not true for everybody. Check your banking institution, check AAA, check whatever you need to. The other thing I tell people is watch the exchange rate. Watch what's happening in the countries you're visiting and try and strike when it's in your best interest. It's hard, harder to do. You know, it's, you know, you don't oh, you have be, to be diligent about yeah, it. You don't want to be watching the money exchanges always. But now yeah, but I watch airline a, prices. It was a great time for us to get euros. Right. So the, and pounds. Having some local currency in your pocket, you don't need a lot if you're going to use ATMs. Also, keep in mind, you're going to pay an ATM fee. Your bank might charge you an ATM fee, so you might be paying for that that convenience. But I, think about the other thing. To think about too. F- why have cash right away? Is tipping. Mm-hmm. You might tip a porter at an airport. You might tip yep. someone at the hotel. Just easier to have that cash on hand. I was going to say that as well because that's where we always find we're short. You know, we're short with um, you know the guy who's helping us with the luggage or the guy at the hotel who's bringing our bags. Right. Um, so when you're ordering. When we get currency for other countries, we usually we usually start try to start with around a hundred dollars, whatever your number is. Um, but we try to get some lower bills as well. 
because it's very common for a bank to try to give you just right. higher bills. Hundred euro note. Right. Good point. You get. You know, let's say you get 500 yeah. euros, you don't want 500. Right. Because five, if I got to tip euros. the porter, having a, a, you know, 50 euros is not going to help me. Now, I'm an exception. I, <laughs> I have maybe you only. That's true. I have only traveled to Europe three times now, and not once have I prepared by getting money ahead of time. Uh, I luckily, the third time that I went, what I did was I still had, I think, like 30 euros left over from the last time I traveled. So I did have that on hand. I didn't have to worry about it ahead of time. But the first two times did not prepare at all. And I was it, just because it didn't dawn on me. And I was nervous. And luckily, I ran into situations where I didn't need anything. And, and I was able to get to an ATM quickly and then uh, take care of it from there. But... Uh, it's, you know, the only time I would say it, it actually impacted me negatively was when we were on our, our Italy cruise around the boot. When one of the countries, when we were in uh, Croatia, it's I didn't realize that that wasn't Cronin on. or whatever. Yeah, took, it yeah. wasn't on the euro. So uh, when we went on our excursion, we were literally in the middle of a state park that had no atms whatever and we were stuck there for like 30 minutes on a break and you know i when i stop for 30 minutes i need a beer and <laughs> so they're like they were turning people away because they're like we don't have we don't want to convert euros to yeah. our currency and even though i was basically like here just take five euro i know that it's i'm actually hurting myself in this case but I just want to drink. I'm thirsty. The weird, and- weird thing about that stop was in the city, you would see prices listed as both because mm-hmm. they knew they were getting cruise passengers. So they would show you in euro. I have a question for you in general. I don't want to know exactly. How much cash would you generally have on you in your regular life? Like today carrying around? Yeah. Uh, I have. I usually keep about $25 on me, <laughs> give or take. See, I so. think this is a Let's generational. Let's go around the table and ask. <laughs> because I have like zero dollars. Do you really? I have a dollar twenty-five Canadian <laughs> in my wallet. Probably everything is electronic. I have like three dollars on me. Oh my god! You people I are making it. me crazy. I, I know it's true, and it's like it's such a terrible thing. I used to carry ten dollars in my wallet constantly. I was just something I learned. I think it was my grandma who told me when first time I went on a date. She gave me ten dollars. And it was to take a taxi because you never want to be stuck with a man and not have money on you. That was her thing. So I always carry $10 on. All through my first marriage, I carry $10 Chris? on me just in case. <laughs> so after, I think it was on our fifth anniversary, I took the $10 out of my wallet with Chris. So he's good now. Um, but I never, ever, ever have cash on me. Now, I have a credit card usually tucked on me somewhere just in case. My problem cash, is if I have cash, I mean, if I use a credit card, I can track what I've spent and where. If I have cash and I break a $100 bill, two days later, I think, I have none of that and I have no idea what I did with it. So um, I was going to try to equate Craig not being too worried about the money in advance with uh, a generational thing. Oh, it is because Craig and I are the same generation. So uh-huh. Good point. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the world's oldest millennial. <laughs> <laughs> so, but apparently that's not true based on this table. I think I mean, it's a society thing. I think do you it, really? See, I, think I always carry John cash. crazy. Makes yeah. me crazy. Because my thing is, what if there's a zombie apocalypse? However, John <laughs> carries... ATMs aren't working. John carries cash like a seven-year-old. 
It's like just folded up in his That's pocket. in my wallet. It's, it's all in everywhere. It looks like it's all been crumpled. Like, I'm surprised he's not carrying it around in his hand. I am a strange person, though. So, like, where you guys want tips for porters and other stuff. Like, if I'm cruising, yeah, absolutely. I, I know the porters are the way to go. But, like, when it comes to, like anything else you know if someone tries to grab my bag i'm that guy who's like no i can i can yeah, keep you're my, on my bag i'm not i'm not gonna lose five dollars over this just because you're gonna carry my bag okay i have i have arms i can do Technically, it Technically, it's not losing, losing it. right exactly that's not losing it it is to me it is oh you're my fight. husband i've watched him carry seven bags like a yeah. mule because he refuses to give yeah. the poor guy five dollars my favorite things is when we went to the Halakalani and i got the text from tracy look around my husband's actually valet parking <laughs> yeah we pulled up behind you it's like you don't want to miss this he's valet parking you're gonna want to see this happen <laughs> And then it turned out valet was free yeah, I know. dinner. And he was I just like, have to Ooh. tell you a story. In the old days, this is from Louis Vuitton history. The people <laughs> at the, it was not uncommon to see chalk marks on luggage. And the reason they did that was the men who were handling luggage and taking it out of the vehicle that you arrived in, if you insisted on doing your own luggage, they would make chalk marks on the luggage, which would tell the rest of the people in the hotel that you were a loser. You are cheap. And that your service level would drop because of that. So you might be harming yourself Remember, Remember our trip on the prison on the hill where they chalk marked all of our bags? I still, up until the time I threw those suitcases away, they still had the chalk marks on them. I don't know what kind of chalk it was, but it didn't come off. (laughs) But remember Matt Lawrence? He lost it. (laughs) Maybe he knew that. Maybe he thought they were saying he was cheap. (laughs) Maybe he could read the marks that went on it. The prison on the hill. Yeah. That's what we always call it. (laughs) The the Tuscan prison. prison. The Tuscan prison Prison on the the hill. hill. Yeah, I mean, so I I was accrediting it after that, but that's apparently not true based on the table. I just feel like I feel better having cash. I feel better having cash. And I don't have to worry about it. Right. And I think that's the thing. Half the time, I don't even have a means to pay on me. Chris has it. It's like, I I don't even. I always have I started sticking... A credit card in my wallet just in case but then i thought then i set up apple pay so i got right into the current generation and again what happens <laughs> if there's a zombie apocalypse and apple pay stops working i well, feel then we're I'm all the in the same boat yes <laughs> and i am going to take money off the dead bodies okay <laughs> are you going to go through there i figure i Vuitton. am like juicy and meaty i'm going first anyway yeah i know so they're just taking my cash <laughs> i like to pretend that i'm going to be the survivor but it's not gonna happen i'm <laughs> yeah. the first wave of you only have to be able to outrun one person, one person yeah. and once you're gone it's gonna happen <laughs> You ain't getting no money off me. <laughs> now you have a scooter. I'm really in trouble now. Oh, God. So Okay, um, we might have gone far afield. We have gone far afield. I do want to say this. <clears throat> we are planning for a trip to London and Paris. We have decided, because it's an Adventures by Disney where there's a few days here and a few days there, we've done $500 of the local currency. So 500 <laughs> pounds and 500 euros. Now, I would also say because Plus we travel frequently... I have. I will save whatever right. Right. leftover right. I have for a future trip. Right. However, some people um, will turn it in or try and use it up. Again, I would tell you, do not use a currency converter in a train station or an airport or any place close to those locations. Go home with your 20 euros. It's they not are worth not it. looking for your best interest. 
Um, and I'll say the same is true for people from other countries coming to the U.S. So if you're coming here, like we have to bring currency with us. Now I have a U.S. bank account, so they asked us at customs, how much cash are you bringing? $26. <laughs> and Chris answered, because I had none. I only had loony on me. And he looked at us, really? And I'm like, yeah, like we have U.S. credit card, U.S. debit card. Some people lie we down. <laughs> I only, yeah, I don't have thousands. I've only got hundreds. Right. Tracy has to lie up. <laughs> <laughs> lie up. Yeah. Sometimes we We've do. Tell me a hundred dollars on us. It's true. It's true. But just think about that. And there's times where we get stuck. So you know, you get here and you might, if you're taking Magical Express, if you want to tip them, if you've got a drug, whatever. There's times where we if get stuck here. you want to buy here. a Diet Coke in the right. airport. And yeah. I realize now, you know, there are machines that take credit cards and there are taxis that take credit That's cards. That's not true Uber. every place else right. in the world. Yeah. Right. If you go to a small town in Europe, you're going to find that it's very difficult to get right. money. And for, like Craig was talking about his example with the beer and the five euros and it wasn't good for him. To that person, it was paper. They had no means yeah. to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that it's worth more. It's well, worthless to them. And also be smart with your credit cards because uh, when we were in I, – I think it was when I went to even just Canada with, with Kylie when we were staying there before we went to Alaska. She finally was like, I'm going to chip in and contribute and pay for everything. And she has a Discover credit card, which oh. in the United States, of course, everywhere takes right. it. But then we got up to Canada, and we found one place that yeah. took Discover. Nobody takes and Discover. And she was so proud of that one time that she could make <laughs> she a transaction. She might as well have Diners Club yeah. Yeah. Some in Canada. <laughs> Something else to consider is you should check with your credit card company. Foreign transaction fees can rack up pretty quickly. And if you think you're saving money by buying something in a foreign country because of the VAT tax or something, that foreign transaction fee can eat into that. You should check with your credit card to see what that is. And look, if you're going to travel frequently, look for a credit card that doesn't charge foreign transaction fees. True. All right. Next question. Are we ready for the next one? Sure. Okay. With everything going on in the world, do you feel safe traveling overseas? Do you feel safe flying? Short answer is yes. Me too. I still feel safe. I do too. I think because of I everything think I'm more going aware. on in the world. Right. I think because of everything going on in the world, security is heightened. But we're also aware. Mm-hmm. And we are news junkies. Like when we, we would watch a news in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, I knew something was going on, I would avoid that area. But yeah, I um We're watching now um, in Paris. There are these yellow shirt riots, yellow yellow, yellow jacket riots, whatever they're calling them. So we're very aware of that and what's going on. They actually just had one because of um, climate uh, protests and the, these, these folks got a lot of hand and stuff. So we're always watching and seeing what might happen and be aware of that. But it's never enough to scare us not to go. Well, there, But there are also places that we look at. I mean, I go on the web, um, the government website and see if there's any travel advisories right. for where we're going. And there are places with human rights violations that I just wouldn't consider going. Right. I just, I'm not even going to list them. You can personal, think, you're right. personal yeah. There are personal sure. choices. Mm-hmm. And there are personal choices where the human rights violations are bad enough that I'm not spending my money there. Right. So I, I, could, I don't have a vote in those countries, but I can vote with my dollars. Right. Um. Do you feel not safe coming to the U.S.? Sometimes. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I can tell you this. Um, I'm a lot more aware of things when I come to the U.S. Um, 
there are things I do here that I probably don't do at home. So if I go to a movie here, I know where the exits are. I sometimes pick my seat based on an exit. Um, if I'm in a large gathering, I'm aware. I always want to sit facing the door because I feel like Chris never pays attention to anything. <laughs> like there could be 17 militia in that place before Chris would notice that something was up see, and probably not even still say something. Do you see all those people with machine guns? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do the exact same thing. So I'm aware. I'm aware of people. I'm aware of where I am. I'm aware of how I would get out. I don't leave a table in a restaurant to go to the bathroom without taking my phone. And that's something I've never done before. Um, and I the think same about exact thing. Yeah. And so there are things I'm aware of now. And I'm not naive. I'm not naive to think that these things couldn't happen in a restaurant in Canada because they absolutely do. And I think some of this spills over to there as well. But it's not as prevalent. The tiny little town in Florida where we spend our winters had a major shooting last year mm-hmm. um and i actually called you yes a lot of people did yeah you guys you called right away. yep exactly and it's just it's just become more of our awareness now we watch your news we know what happens here um and i'm sure any other visitor coming from another country to this area is the same but i don't think this is unique to you <laughs> the u.s i think the world is changing and maybe it's not changing so much but there's just so much more awareness about it or so many more ways to get news about the world now i don't want to venture down a rabbit hole because i think that this would be inappropriate but just me watching the news and i watch world news Mm -hmm. there are not as many shootings reported in other countries that there are in the u.s i wouldn't there's not as much of this um road rage reported mm-hmm. and it, you know maybe it's just i'm skewed or not but that's the way i see it yeah. i see other threats and other t- problems in other parts of the world but the things that happen here in the u.s yeah. seem to be more here i would they tell seem to be more they seem to be more unique um we just we're just not dealing with the same level of things where in my country we are I mean, we're dealing with other things i'm not we know we're not perfect by any means um I'm more aware everywhere. I'm more aware here than I ever was before. When I'm in an airport now, I'm very aware of everybody around me and what's happening. Can't tell you how many times I look at a bag and I go. Yep, I do it all the time. Up. It's like, okay, who's paying attention? That who's bag's looking been at the two bag? Minutes. Yep. I've reported things. Yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Okay, be aware and be knowledgeable. Yep, arm yourself with some knowledge beforehand, but don't let it stop you from going. Absolutely, yeah. go, go, go. Have fun. Fear's a dangerous thing. And um, to get, you want it, I find knowledge is the, is the counteractive to fear. Right. And if you need a big, strong guy to travel with, and you'll pay for my travel, I will go with you anywhere. He's not tipping the porter. I will not tip the porter. <laughs> I will carry your bags for you, the though, vi- so we don't have to tip <laughs> contributively. The violence by porters has increased. I, I think this countries. is human trafficking, but I'm not sure. Oh, I think there's another word for it. Yeah, well, well, I was trying to be polite. I think it's really... All right, moving on to our next question. I find Royal Caribbean Cruise Line very confusing with all of their discounts. Me too. <laughs> really? Us too. Join the club. How do I know if I'm getting the best price for my Royal Caribbean Cruise Line cruise? Royal Caribbean just put out 
again, it's going to be over by the time this airs, but they're wow sale. Yeah. So it's again, it's another 50% off the second guest and kids go free and you can get free right. beverages. and oh, it's, it's kind of like, wow, they believed us again. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of what? Yeah, it's, yeah. what? <laughs> so this is the thing. Sometimes they are cheaper. Sometimes they come out with a different offer that's cheaper. The thing is with Royal Caribbean, Celebrity does the same thing. Um, You have to then book at prevailing rates. Prevailing means today's rates. So when you see kids sale free, the kids free is not off the rate you paid. So you're not just deducting that fare. It's now we rebook it at the new fare based on today. So while you may not have had kids free, you might have had 30% off everybody, or you might have had something else. 50% off the second guests. Right. Yeah. So. so what we do with Royal Caribbean is it's tough. It is so hard being a travel agent for Royal Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> because every time there's a discount, we have to look. And so there's so many. It's like every week it's something else. There's almost always something with Royal Caribbean. This is their model. Disney doesn't do it. It's kind of like this is the price. With Royal Caribbean, there's always deals and promotions, but it's still, this is the price. <laughs> so while it might be called something different, almost always it's the same dollar value. So occasionally we'll see something that might save you a little bit or get you a little bit extra credit. So we check that. So when I'm looking, it's, and sometimes it's not even checking every single reservation. It's knowing that if I had people booked during a certain time, I know that promotion or the pricing was better than anything else that's coming. So it's just a matter of looking at what you've got, what the next offer is, and pricing it out. Is it better or is it not? Almost always, though, the dollar value of the offer, no matter what they call it for marketing, because these things are all marketing. They think, you know, calling it this works to a certain segment, calling it something else works to a different segment. Um, But for the most part, the easiest way to know is... I guess check it all the time, or if you've got a travel agent there doing it for you. A lot of the confusion lies in the fact that different companies and even different areas within the company treat things different. Like Disney, if a discount comes out and it's within the certain parameters of the offer and when you've booked, you can apply that discount to an existing reservation. And Royal Caribbean says, no, that just doesn't happen. You just can't apply it to an existing reservation. You have to rebook. They're not going to keep letting you stack up discounts. Right. Right. They're going to make you keep rebooking. Yep. What they're looking for is they're looking f- to fill the st- their staterooms that are empty. They're looking to fill new staterooms, get new people And they're people looking on. to entice new people. Well, look at, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, it's better than what? Um, they're looking for a new booking. Yeah. And so they have found it. I mean, and I know it too because I, I know by the feedback I get from clients. So if all of a sudden a certain group of clients are contacting me, because they've just announced kids sale free, those are the people with kids. And so while the dollar value may be the same as the other group, (laughs) and while the dollar value may be the same as the group of four adults that booked, whatever appealed to them, maybe it was free on more credit, or maybe it was buy one, get one half half off that appealed to them. The beverage thing. So these are for the most part, promotions are the marketing things, and just different ways to say the same thing, because different things appeal to different people. But we do check them because... Sometimes, especially if it's a new offer and you've booked recently, there's a better chance that it may make a difference for you. Like everything else, we will help you find the best price. It may not happen. That new promotion may not be it, but we'll always help you out and be looking for those and and keeping track of those for you. All right. Our final question for this episode. 
What is your one must-have comfort item when you travel? What do you bring with you that you think this is a little piece of home or this helps me get through my travels? And- well, it's only one item, Kevin, so not everything in your comfort suitcase. <laughs> I am usually very chilly at night, and John is very, very warm. So we have our hotel room, stateroom, whatever, set at a very cool temperature. And John will just use a sheet. However, he creates his own heat. I don't do that. So I don't go any place without a very thin polar fleece blanket to lay down on the bed. And I have a fleece throw that I put over me. And yes, I take two blankets with me on vacation no matter where I go. I've gotten really good at it. However, it means I can sleep comfortable and comfortably, and so can he. I don't go any place out with any place without my own blankets. The nice part is those blankets, because they're you know they're airy, they squash down really good. So it's not like you're taking up a whole suitcase. It's, right, I'm not bringing a, a right. you know a, comforter. a king size comforter with yeah. me. This is it's actually I am very tall, so I used to carry what we would call a throw. The problem is. I joked that it was no, to, nose or toes. <laughs> you had a picture which session was getting thrown which upon. Come, right. <laughs> I found an extra long throw that's 80 inches long. The problem is it has Christmas trees over it. <laughs> so if you ever see me, doesn't matter what time of year it is, I am traveling with my Christmas tree blanket. It just A, it makes me more comfortable. It allows me to sleep better. And it allows us to both be comfortable. Wouldn't leave at, home without them. At my room temperature. <laughs> so I win. Because we would never I, turn the heat up. I always believe the person that is hotter gets, <laughs> gets, the, gets yes. all the temperature. Because you can, put you can things add on. a blanket, there's only so much you can take off. <laughs> it's a deal. I yep. bring my own blankets for that reason. I like fuzzy sleeping. I have two things. The first thing I've started bringing with me everywhere is my slippers. I have fuzzy slippers. I bring them everywhere with me when I'm traveling. You I don't use coming. the ones in the room? <laughs> oh, yeah. no. no, so tells don't. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's funny that I stay in. You think I stay in hotels with slippers? <laughs> if there's slippers there, it's because the last people left them and they didn't clean the room. <laughs> Are you tired of the poor little flower girl? <laughs> he creates it. He creates it. I set her up for it. We don't stay in rooms that have slippers either. Yeah, yeah and, we do. Okay. <laughs> anyways, I bring my own slippers, and I actually bring them on the plane with me, and I usually wear them on the plane. Um, so hey, that's better, that is better than the people yeah. who put their bare feet. Oh yeah, up I would on the never. Wall. Yeah. And so my slippers, I love coming back, especially after the long park day, and you got your nice, cozy slippers. I have awesome foam tread slippers that I love. The second thing I bring with me is I have a bracelet that I picked up from a jewelry store years ago, and they were selling them as a. It was like a fundraiser for autism, and it has a dual disconnecting hearts. I think it was. Jane Seymour maybe that designed it and it's just a little something that reminds me of Ben so every time I travel I have it tucked I don't wear it all the time but I have it tucked in something and I never leave home without it so that if I'm ever away and I need to feel in contact I have that bracelet excellent Craig what about you do you have a comfort item uh, yeah the I, I've kind of got two just like Tracy in a way uh, the first one's just a normal thing and that's my uh my noise canceling headphones my bose ones like it's just since i've gotten them i there there's times where i will bring them in the car knowing that even though i have a sound system in there it's like 
well, what if everything broke down? I need I need headphones. And I do get that it's also illegal to drive with headphones on. I'm not advocating it, but I don't know. It's it's weird. I love having my, my headphones with me at any point in time. Uh, my not normal one is I only... that one was normal. <laughs> hey, you shut up. Um, my my morbid one, in a way, is I only... On days that I fly out, even if it doesn't look professional and it doesn't look that nice... I only have about like five or six shirts I fly in and only for the sole exception that I tell myself, because again, I admitted last time around that I am a nervous flyer in a way. I tell myself like, well, I haven't died in a plane crash on this shirt before, so it's not going to be the day that it happens. And I know that is so weird. As opposed to the shirts you have that you have, have died on a shirt. It's not wearing that one again. Remember when I crashed? Like that then? What's that? Aren't all of right. like that? Some, yes, but there's ones that it's like, okay. He's I, flown in. Yes. And it didn't, nothing bad didn't happen. Yes. Do you I, know which shirt you flew in the last time? I'm sure it was black. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I'm sure it was black. So what's your comfort item? I'm going to be honest with you. I've been thinking while you guys are talking, do I have one? Yes, you do. Do you tell me? Because I don't think I have we one. We travel with a fan. Oh, that is true. I, not, a, not a thing we carry with a little person who applauds whenever I do anything. <laughs> I love traveling with my fan. (laughs) Exactly. A friend of ours had this fan that I purchased off, that she purchased off Amazon. And we were sitting, we were in Alani one day, and I was playing with it. And I was shocked that something about six or seven inches in diameter could give off that kind of wind. Um, It's it has three settings, and it can you can put batteries in it or you can plug it in and you can recharge it. It's rechargeable. And we're in a hotel one day that didn't have hair dryer, and I blew dry my hair with it. It really moves air around, and we don't use it for coolness in, at home at, in, when we travel. But at home, we have a Dyson fan that we don't even have aimed towards us, but we turn it on because of the white noise factor. And this fan makes enough of That's a white, white noise, noise factor yeah. that it sort of makes hallway noise or traffic noise or whatever noise. It kind of is a white noise thing. So, yeah, you do have one. Okay. Would you leave home without your fan? Um, if I did, I would have to find something else to replace it. I'd have to have you humming in the corner all night. <laughs> and clapping. And clapping. Or your fan. You could have, have, have him or her humming. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there, I think when you travel – Anything that makes you more comfortable or brings you closer to the people you love. Uh, um, I was going to say the one, the weird thing is I have to travel with my laptop. Like you can travel with just your iPad, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to have this specific machine with me and it's like bigger than most. So I know everybody wants to go smaller and have little tiny things. I have to have the... You know. well, I think it's also a function of what we do. Right. But I can't work off of an iPad or a Surface Pro. I can't do what I need to do off of those. Do you want to know Rhino's comfort item? Oh my He'll God. never watch us anyway. I'm so. scared. It's uh, the poopery. <laughs> you mean I'm like not room joking. atomizer? Or yes, but the, the specific ones that the they... The poopery ones. Yes, that they they make. actually sell them in Cracker Barrel. Yeah. So that when you go to the bathroom, it covers up the smell? Yes. Or awesome? if you follow someone in. Oh. Like he he will not leave without it. The one time that he thought he didn't have it, I, he was on the verge of a breakdown. <laughs> he was very. Well, that's close not yet. that. You know, 
anybody else on the team you like to call out? They'll never watch. Um, yeah, I mean, you are right. They will never watch. But <laughs> what about uh, Corey? You travel with Corey. What do you think his is? Corey's weird. Uh, he always <laughs> Corey always brings a blazer for no, like, <laughs> for no good reason, right? When have you ever seen Corey wear a blazer? Uh, when when he's we drinking travel. on a cruise ship. Yeah, and he he'll like come out with on. it at like one o'clock in the morning when he's already like three sheets to the wind. And next thing you know, he's got shorts and a t-shirt and a blazer on. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Who else? <laughs> travel things. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know that they're comfort items, but I always travel with, like, uh, it was given to me as a birthday present. It is a duffel bag that folds up into a pouch, and that's in case, you know, you have to stick all your dirty clothes in there mm-hmm. to make room for things you've purchased. Your but purchases. that's not a comfort thing. Uh, my comfort thing is my blanket. I also, oh, um, we, we when we travel, when we go on a backstage magic and we go on quite a few of them, I love the hotels that we stay in. However, one of the hotels, the Lowe's Hotel, the nightstand is a flat top and two sides. There is not a drawer. And that makes me insane. Because I have to have a drawer to put my stuff in. So I actually bought a little, they call it a dop kit or a, a shaving kit. I bought a leather shaving kit so I could put my stuff in something that was mine. Remember when we started this and you told Kevin only one thing? Yeah, I knew it was a suitcase. <laughs> you knew it was I've seen it. <laughs> it's a big, hard-sided suitcase of my that, truck of your comfort. <laughs> I travel a lot and I want to be comfortable. Yeah, we do. Um, chances are there's not a chair, and if there is a chair in a hotel room, there's a chair, and it's six inches off the ground. Right. So the bed is usually <laughs> where I sleep, where I eat, where I work. I am making that sucker as comfortable as humanly possible. And because John likes... I so thought you t- were going to tell me that you bring a chair. <laughs> but we John a likes chair the temperature. And a I mean, table John sets the temperature at 65 degrees. A mattress. And I have gotten up in the night and put on clothes. I've put on... I've gotten the bathrobes out of the bathroom and tried to fashion a blanket out of them. I have gone through every space in the room seeing if there's an extra blanket. So I have decided I am just bringing my own so you know the the person at the table who usually has the least amount of luggage allowance brings slippers and a bracelet <laughs> well yours are you know you can put them in in uh chris's backpack yeah there you you go. Stuff. now that i think about it Corey's actually might be a nose hair trimmer <laughs> so because he even carries it in his car one time i got in and i was like why are you why do you have this e-cigarette in here and then i he opened it up he's like it's a nose hair trimmer <laughs> He always has that. I think it's fun that because Craig has to share rooms with these guys. I, I think know. we should just create those opportunities for you and come back as a spy. Yeah. yeah. Next time you stay with Teresa. <laughs> I've got secrets. <laughs> you should make yourself comfortable when you yeah, travel absolutely. if you can. I think one of the weird things that I get strange comfort out of is when we travel overseas, I bring a giant Ziploc bag full of medicine. Oh, I do. Over-the-counter medicine. Everywhere I go. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to be somewhere and I'm not going to find the NyQuil I like or something. Well, I don't you'd know. you'd be surprised, it. even from Canada to here, there's a lot of differences in product. Yep. And so even when I come here, I have a bag that I bring stuff, stuff from, that, home. from home. I also don't ever travel without a flashlight. Mm, uh, smart. I, and I'm not talking like, you know, the night watchman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the bat signal? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about, I, I think to myself... If something were to happen and we were to lose the lights, 
my eyes don't dilate really well. So I want to know that I have my own. The other thing is, I when I wake up in a strange place, sometimes I'm a little disoriented. Like, you know, where is the bathroom? Where is this? And I hopefully don't disturb him. So I, it's always right next to my bed. I never travel without a flashlight either. So for those playing the home game, how many items is that now? <laughs> no, it's a lot. <laughs> it's basically a blanket and a flashlight. Two blankets. It is, well, the one is... It's not even a blanket. It's this very thin, fuzzy sheet. And I don't care what you think of me. I don't. It, <laughs> make fun. Go ahead. Oh, you no, wait until some night when you're cold. <laughs> yeah, she's going to use your blanket. <laughs> that's not going to happen. There is me all over it. All right. Hopefully, we really got to end this. Hopefully, Craig will come up with other stuff that <laughs> Corey does weird. I don't know. We gotta. We gotta again. I guess Craig stay in the same room with other people. But then again, I might have a lawsuit on my hands, <laughs> so I'm not really sure that's appropriate either. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for participating in this conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. Mm-hmm.